You're listening to the worldwide legend with a million dollars worth of hits from the Steve Nomer Hey Baby Studio. Hey baby, we're playing your song. The voice of the world, the sound with the beat, the sound that sets you tapping your feet. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. The sound of the news, rhythm and blues, Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call letter and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, good evening and welcome to ATR Live 618 for, what is this, February 24th, 2022. Hope you are doing well. We've got a real busy show tonight and Jeff is drinking more coffee than he should. So when I turn it over to him, he's going to be wound up. So take it away, Jeff. Well, thank you very much, Bill. First of all, we'll say good hello to everybody listening on the on the show, and everybody will listen later on who downloads the podcast. This week, we have a big show. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. That will be followed up by Jennifer Sparks' call and in format changes. Next, we have a feature, and we have two different features celebrating radio stations who have been on the air for 100 years. The first feature is WORAM, which came on the air on January 20th, uh, 1922. And we have a newscast from WORAM, and they did 15 minutes newscasts every hour. And this newscast is from August 25th, 1972. Next, in my classic air check section, we're going to be doing something very special as well. Another station, this time in my area of the woods, it's connected in New York. It's WGYAM, owned and operated by General Electric at the time. They celebrated 100 years as well. And we have an air check of them from 1976 with George L. Davis. And finally, our featured station takes us to Waterbury, Connecticut, and we get to hear alternative rock with a radio announcer who calls himself Maze, and he puts uh, a bit of personality into the show. And that's uh, also from Waterbury, Connecticut, owned and operated by Red Wolf Broadcasting. So all in all, we have a pretty busy show. I think you'll find it interesting. So come on in, sit down a spell, do what I do, have a cup of coffee, and enjoy the podcast and enjoy the live radio show. Over to you, Bill. Yeah, well, you have more than a cup of coffee, but that's, that's okay. Probably true. You're right about that. That is yeah. good, though. That is good. I'm just paybacks because Jeff wanted me to go to a meeting in, in March for something, whatever it was, ACB, whatever. And what does Jeff say? I invited you along because you've always got a speech in you or something to talk about. So. There we go. I have to give him a hard time. All right. Do we have any other comments before we get started with the award-winning news? I'm back on stride, Bernie. Of course we do. Uh, Jeff Jeff actually said, sit down a spell. I've never heard. Take your shoes off. Come back now here. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Take your shoes off. Well, I kind of figured I'd change so, things. Uh, Normally, I always say, uh, and now, and, and for further further ado and all that stuff, so I figured I'd change the word yeah, a little bit. Yeah, And you're in like Lynn. 
That's so great, Bernie. managed to catch uh, uh, Worst of First. I did uh, see the show. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was pretty good, Bernie. I mean, um, but there was no disruptive video good. on it. It, uh, it was very good. It was the excellent. Only thing I would, the, the only thing I would say is I don't understand why they charged for it. I mean, there are so many documentaries on yeah. uh, Amazon Prime that they don't charge for at all. And they charged for this one, and it was no longer than any other documentary. It was just a documentary. It was an hour. That's an hour and six minutes. I think it was what I timed it. Hey, if they can uh, give a second, I, I, you know, I was the I was the fool that bought it, but I yeah. have it in my library, so I figured I'd have it. Well, so. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's it should have made it. It should have made it one hundred minutes since it was Z one hundred. One hundred minutes and thirty three seconds. That'd be one hundred twenty three. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, I did find in my check collection for future use. I have Scott Shannon before he was at C100 at WRBQ in uh, Tampa, Florida. And wow. I have an air check of him, Scott Shannon, and Cleveland Wheeler doing the morning show there oh, at yeah. the morning zoo. So I do have Ooh, that. Wow. And maybe we'll do that. I'm not sure when we'll do it. Maybe we might do it next week. We might. Yeah, maybe we'll do that next week. We'll see. Okay, one quick question. The call letters to the album rock station that you did last week, I couldn't remember after it was over, and I was trying to find it. He's got to consult his notes. Now you can't remember something from last week. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. I'll have to get back to you, Brady, because I don't have it right now. I'm having a senior moment. But uh, did you like the station? Because I have, uh, you know. Oh yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I loved it, and I thought this might be fun to listen to. Okay, I will definitely get back to you. And uh, while, yeah, was, while, the, ra- while the radio news is going, I'll get back to you I guys. I thought it was I'll like WRNR, but... Uh, yeah, it was. It was WRNR. WRNR in Annapolis, Maryland, with Bob Wah, who's retired, who just retired from the station. It is so much fun to put you on the spot, Jeff. God, I might have to take prevention to make sure my memory is sharp, you know. Yeah, what is it you take for that? I notice I'm having to hustle to keep keep things going here um what is that you take i hear about on tv all the time yeah the big drug for memory loss is off to keep your memory sharp is prevagen yeah prevagen yeah yeah is it a prescription yeah, or to preservation nope. it's yeah. not a prescription you can buy it at any drugstore any place cvs walgreens any place you can buy and it the side the side yeah, effects yeah, are yeah. you can't remember anything when you take yeah. it yeah it's a total gimmick yeah i yeah, you know it because if it worked, your doctor would be telling you to take it if you have bad memory problems. What'd you say? I just forgot what you said, Bertie. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, you just know. didn't spell there, Jeff. Well, yeah, it's only getting worse here. Let's let's have that award-winning presentation. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Odyssey Ad is a syndicated show to radio station WXBKFM. A frequency swap in Toronto, Canada calls for a new format on one of those frequencies. We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and we'll begin our look at the January Nielsen Personal People Meter ratings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and Odyssey makes news. They finally have added a radio show to the schedule at radio station WXBKFM 94.7 The Block with their classic hip-hop format. The show is a Nick Cannon syndicated show from Skyview 
networks, and it will air Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Nick Cannon is no stranger to New York radio. At one time, radio station WNYLFM programmed a top 40 format as Now Radio, and the call letters were WNOUFM. Nick Cannon did mornings at the radio station from 2010 till 2012. The Nick Cannon show that airs on radio station WXBKFM is syndicated by Skyview Networks. Now let's move our microphones to Toronto, Canada, where a frequency swap has occurred. The old flow, 93.5 FM, owned and operated by Stingray, has moved up the dial to 98.7 FM. The format was a classic hip-hop format. However, the classic hip-hop will continue with a broader mix of music serving the Caribbean community as well. But what's happening with the old 93.5 frequency? That's being turned into a very hot adult contemporary format, and we'll try to provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. In Charlotte, North Carolina, budget cuts have hit radio station WBAVFM with the elimination of the Tone X afternoon drive show. No replacement has been named for Tone X, and we'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. In other news, the B-Dub syndicated radio show has added seven new markets. This is a country radio show, which has added radio station WKLI-FM in Albany, New York, KTCO-FM in Duluth, Minnesota, WJRE-FM in Kewanee, Illinois, WJPD-FM in Marquette, Michigan, as well as WCMM-FM in Escanaba, Michigan, KNIM-FM in Maryville, Missouri, WUVV-FM in Savannah, Georgia, and KIYK-FM in St. George, Utah. Federated Media is looking for a new morning co-host at radio station WMEE-FM in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Renee Cummings has decided to leave her position at the radio station. She says she wants to spend time at home as a stay-at-home mom. In Nashville, Tennessee, Hannah Byram has been added to the morning show at radio station WJXAFM. WJXAFM is owned and operated by Midwest Communications, and Hannah Byram comes to this radio station after working in Allentown, Pennsylvania for Cat Country, WCTO-FM. What's happening in Seattle, Washington's 93.3 KUBE-FM? It looks like there's a format change going on, and the hip-hop format has been replaced with a CHR format. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. KUBE-FM is owned and operated by iHeartMedia. In Phoenix, Arizona, KDKB-FM has made a change to its morning lineup with the addition of Izzy. Izzy comes to the radio station after working for KOMP-FM in Las Vegas, Nevada. KOMP-FM is owned and operated by Lotus Communications, and in Phoenix, Arizona, KDKB-FM programs an alternative rock format. Congratulations go out to Jenny Brophy, who's the new brand manager and program director at radio station WOKQ-FM in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. WOKQ-FM programs a country format. Ginny Brophy comes to this radio station after working for iHeartMedia at Boston's country radio station, 101.7 WBWL-FM. Now it's time to begin our look at the January Nielsen Personal People Meter ratings. In New York City, the number one rack radio station is WBLS-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. The number two rack radio station is WLTW-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rack radio station in New York City is WCBS-FM with a classic its format. In Los Angeles, California, the number one rack radio station is KOST-FM with a adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station is KRTH-FM with a classic its format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Los Angeles, California is KBIG-FM with a hot adult contemporary format. In Chicago, Illinois, the number one rank radio station is WBBM-AM with its all-news operation. The number two rank radio station is WVAZ-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three rank radio station in Chicago, Illinois, is WBEZ-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. In San Francisco, California, the number one rank radio station is KQED-FM with a news talk format. The number two rank radio station is KCBS-FM with its all news operation. And finally, the number three rank radio station in San Francisco, California, is KOIT-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Dallas, Texas, the number one rank radio station is KZPS-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rank radio station is K- 
KLNO FM with a Mexican regional format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Dallas, Texas is KHKS FM with a pop CHR format. In Houston, Texas, the number one ranked radio station is KODA FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is KSBJ FM with a Christian CHR format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Houston, Texas is KLTN FM with a Mexican regional format. In Atlanta, Georgia, the number one ranked radio station is WALR FM with their number one contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WSRV FM with a classic its format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Atlanta, Georgia is WSBAM with a news talk format. In Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the number one ranked radio station is WMMR FM with a rock format. The number two ranked radio station is WHYY FM with a news talk format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania is WDAS FM with an urban adult contemporary format. Out on Long Island, the number one ranked radio station is WCBS FM with a classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is WALK FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station out on Long Island is WBLI FM with a top 40 format. In Riverside, California, the number one ranked radio station is KOLA FM with a classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is KLYY FM with a Spanish format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Riverside, California is KRQB FM with a Mexican regional format. In San Jose, California, the number one ranked radio station is KUFX FM with a classic rock format. The number two ranked radio station is KOIT FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in San Jose, California is KBRG FM with a Spanish adult contemporary format. Finally, out of New Jersey, and that encompasses the counties of Middlesex, Somerset, and Union, the number one ranked radio station is WSKQ FM with a Spanish tropical format. The number two ranked radio station is WAWZ FM with a contemporary Christian format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station out in New Jersey is WKXW FM with their hybrid talk oldies format. Finally, we have to congratulate two radio stations located in New York State who are celebrating 100 years of operation. WGYAM, licensed to Schenectady, New York, began operating on January 20th, 1922. And WORAM began its operations on January 23rd, 1922. We'll be featuring air checks of both of these radio stations later on in this All Things Radio live broadcast. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Great as usual. That, thank you very much, Bill. I love when they talk about these stations being 100 years old because uh, I didn't know that, for example, WGY was the original flagship station for NBC programming back in 19, you know, when it, when it first came out. And they did a lot of programming here in this area uh, because they had a huge studio space. They had their orchestra and everything else back then. So uh, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's and, interesting. And with WOR... They were, I, I believe, before they were owned by Mutual by RKO. They were, they were, they were owned by Mutual, or they were the big flagship station for Mutual. Well, they and were, they had, but first, I, I heard a, a, a thing, a documentary they did maybe twenty years ago or something, and they were talking about they actually were part of the founding of CBS first, and they were the original uh, where New York shows were done for CBS in in the early part. Then they went to Mutual. They were owned by Bamberger Stores because, and that was one of the things because I was reading about. Before. There's a whole big thing. If you ever type into your device or, or ask to say about Mutual, it's almost a little book. You can go through and find the history of Mutual Broadcasting. It's very, very thorough. You know, the Bamberger Stores uh, owned WOR, 
and they then joined Mutual with, you know, I think WGN and uh, WLW, you know, to found the, found the network. But um, first, they were involved with uh, a, a C, uh, CBS. There's a lot of flip-flopping. For example, the call letters that I understand until 1946 of the station was the WC, was the CBS flagship was WABC. That's right. And, yeah, remember, exactly. and, and of course, you remember that they had the blue and the net, the red network, of course. And of course, they had to split that. They had to uh, get rid yeah. of that whole thing because of uh, because of competition and uh, monopolyism. Right. Howard W O R. One of the shows that originated at WOR, people, I didn't realize that until I looked it up, was The Shadow. It was an old-time it was radio right. show. It was The Shadow. Yeah, it was, uh, and, the, uh, and the guy who was the announcer for that was a guy named, I'm trying to think of his, Ken Roberts was the announcer oh, yes. for The Shadow. And yes. he lived a very long while. He, he passed away like at the age of 100 a few years ago. And he was still working really up until his 80s and stuff. He did work for the electric company. He was an announcer for the soap operas on TV. Um, and his he son also, is an actor. If- if you hear some of the old Meet the Press uh, things that are on uh, Golden Age News Network, Ken Roberts is the announcer because they have some of them from TV from Channel 4 in New York. And he's a booth announcer at Channel 4 going into and out of Meet the Press. Well, not so, only yeah. that, uh, he, not only that, he was also he, he was he was his son as an actor. His son, Tony Roberts, is an actor who was uh, I got to oh, see yeah. and he was in a, he was in a few Woody Allen movies. Uh, mm-hmm. for, so I know that. So I think it was in some mystery theaters on the radio. A too. lot of mystery theaters on the radio. Yeah. That's that's correct. So it was it's, it's interesting to look at these radio announcers. And of course with WOR, um they had well, we'll talk about that after Jennifer Caller. Well, let's let's we'll talk about that after Jennifer Caller and format changes because we can talk about that uh after the newscast for WOR. But I wanted to talk about the the first, second and third generation morning team. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, here we go, Jeff. This is the first time I've ever heard it silent in here. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of February 24th. WEMC-FM 91.7, Harrisonburg, Virginia, changes slogan from classical music and more to the Valley's home for classical music. WMRA-FM 90.7, Harrisonburg, Virginia changes slogan from WMRA, your NPR station, to more news, less noise. WQNC FM 92.7, Harrisburg, North Carolina, changes calls to WFNZ FM. KAKT FM 105.1, Phoenix, Oregon, changes slogan from 95.1 The Wolf to 105.1 The Wolf. WTYJ FM 97.7 Fayette, Mississippi changes slogan from In the Mix 97 to 97.7 The Beat. WEEO FM 103.7 McConnellsburg, Pennsylvania changes slogan from News Talk 103.7 FM to Tri State News Talk 103.7 FM. 
WGAY FM 105.7 Sugarloaf Key, Florida changes slogan from Party 105.7 to Keys Party Station 105.7. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week. For all things radio, I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. Jennifer, very good job as usual, Jennifer. Is that we have set a record for the shortest? I know we've had a couple of short ones oh, wow. recently. I don't know if it's set a That's record, but that is one of the shortest. We have two hands, though, first. We'll start with you, uh, Charles, in Baltimore, Maryland, and then we'll go to Al in uh, Palmer Heights, Ohio. Go ahead, Charles. Unmute yourself, uh, Yes, yes. Uh, uh, first of all, um, you know, you were talking about oldies last week. Um, yeah, on Celestial Radio, where they play the same stuff. But on the internet, they got, you probably know all of this already, maybe. Um, they got um, Top Shelf Oldies, which is yep. good. Do Up Radio, Do Up Cafe, mm-hmm. uh, Cyber um, FM from the 50s through the 90s, and Rewound oh, Radio. There might be others I don't know about. Oh, there's plenty. Oh, there are a lot yeah, well, yeah. I mean, we we have the well, we have the legend, of course. Of course, there's also another one called Oldies America, which has been around for a while as well. Yeah. So, there's there's Pop one Gold Radio right. is a nice one. Pop Gold there's there's one called, Radio. Um, there's right. one called the Lex that's in uh, Florida. That that dude has his processing turned way up. So, if you all right, thank oh. you, Charles. We do have Al. Can you unmute yourself, Al, out in Ohio? Okay, uh, you mentioned WOR, and, and also I want to mention something about WHK. WOR, and I, uh, I used to listen to the Mystery Theater uh, when the, one of the chat lines had the Mystery Theater, and they actually did a newscast from WOR. I guess it was recorded sometime in 1974, and I heard part of the 15-minute newscast. And yeah. so they used to carry the Mystery Theater, and somehow the line owner... Uh, Ran it even after the news after the uh, program. They actually did a newscast, and it was pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It, it sounded like some old guy, you know, reading. Uh, uh, you oh, that's what they did. They had a lot of newscasters who'd been there a long time. I don't know who we're going to get on this one, but they had a lot of them that I'm I'm very familiar with their names: uh, Lester Smith and yeah, you know, that's who. You know, you had a lot of newscast, and 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 they they would say, "Add the Henry Gladstone newscast will be sponsored tomorrow by the Bowery Savings Bank." And they had yeah, newscasters and every, yeah, every, yeah. every day. You'd know who the newscaster was. They had Jack Allen, Harry Hennessy, Lester Smith, Henry Gladstone, Lyle Van. Yep. Um, yeah, right. Uh, and it goes on. And the Bruce Elliott. As a matter of fact, uh, there's a little story about Bruce Elliott. He was a mutual announcer as well. And when Mutual had the uh, you know rate music shows like the big band shows or the jazz shows. Charlie Parker was uh, doing a, uh, a show on Mutual, um, and Bruce Elliott was the announcer from the 1940s. And he had been mm-hmm. up, up there up through the 70s, pretty much. Uh, so, and then of course you had um, other announcers like Dan McCullough. He was the announcer w- that would introduce the Dorothy and Dick program. That's Dorothy Kilgallen and Richard Comer. Uh, he was yep. the announcer that would introduce that particular show. Um, and of course, uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll 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 go on. Uh, with that, because uh, we did Jennifer Sparks call it and format changes. How many radio announcers or radio stations do you know of that has 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 had a family of of individuals doing the morning show? Starting with, uh, let's see, John uh, John A. Gambling uh, started in the nineteen twenties, I believe it was. John B. Gambling that's his that's the grandfather with John A. John B. was the was the was the was the son. Been in the nineteen fifties up until nineteen ninety one. And John R. Gambling, who was uh, working with his father in the 80s 
and continued the show until he was let go in 2001. That's a that's you don't see that very often. So yep, and the show is called Rambling with Gambling. All those years, Rambling with and, Gambling, uh, and Don Imus would say on his WNBC show, "Rambling if with gambling, your days are through." And that did not happen. Uh, and also, I mention something about WHK, if I may. Uh, yeah, they had their. Uh, they did not do anything for their hundredth uh, year back in uh, 2021. They started in 1921. Nothing was said. Because uh, years ago they said we're first claiming first radio station, but nothing was done last That's too year. Too bad. That is too bad. Anyway, yeah. you guys take care. All right. Thank you, Al. I yeah, it'll be actually interesting. In I think the summer, W uh, well now it's WRKO, but it was WNAC. They'll be a hundred years. I don't know if they'll again. It's iHeart, so they could because they did it for BZ. But whether they'll do anything for. Uh, and they also did it for WRK. I don't know. And they also did it for WRK. But I have uh, an air check that I that I got in my possession. And if they don't do it for their hundred years, we will do something with it. I have. Uh, who's the guy that did the the, the cooking show on uh, on Gus on, Saunders? Gus Saunders, Gus Saunders. Was, was doing news for the Yankee Network at the old yeah. WNAC. And I'm going to say back around in the early 1960s. I don't remember exact year of it, but the yeah. It's Gus Saunders doing news, and the show was hosted at the time in the morning by Roy Leonard. Roy Leonard. So it was Roy, Jim, and Gus. So that's what they did. Gus was the newsman, and Roy and Jim did the show. Jim Dixon and Roy Leonard did the show. And I'm assuming that that's the same Roy Leonard who worked at WGN in Chicago. It is. It is. Okay. So, yeah, when we get to the summer, hang that for the summer, because I think I remember seeing on Channel 7 a documentary in 1962 in July where it said, and of course, I can go into Wikipedia, we can go into Wikipedia and look up WNAC, and then we'll find it. But I'm pretty sure July of '22 was when they came on. So, yep. Well, I'm kind of curious if iHeart will. I'm kind of curious if they will do the 100th anniversary of their flagship. You know, the, the original Clear Channel OAI. I'm sure they will. They probably will. I mean, it all depends. Yeah. You know, part of the problem you think that these stations have a lot of archival material, like in the case of WOR, they had archival material, but long with but. A lot of that, all that, a lot of that stuff was donated to the Museum of Radio and Television in New York City, but it's there, um, and and I haven't been there in years and years and years. But b- before COVID and all that stuff, you could actually go there and you could actually listen to all that archival material. Um, mm-hmm. And oh, they wow. would, they they had these, but they were tough to get into because they called them booths. They were carols, they called them. And uh, I remember going down there with a friend of mine years and years ago, and. And at the time, the collection was on cassettes, and they'd, they'd give you a cassette machine with a cassette in it, and you couldn't take the cassette out. Once it was put in that machine, you couldn't get, you couldn't take it out. It was locked in place. They didn't want it to be stolen. Right. However, I got to hear some WABC stuff, and we got to, we, you know, both Bill and I chose uh, to things that we wanted to listen to. We were able to look that stuff on, and I think it was in microfiche at the time. I'm not sure if it was even on computer at that time. But now everything is all digitized, so there's a lot of things that you can look up there. But if but if you're not a member, it's tough to get the get to the viewing and listening rooms because they're they they they're on quite a bit of demand. But at the time, it was quite interesting to go. And if you want, if, for those who don't know, you've got one in New York, and you also have one in Chicago, which is quite well known as well. Yeah, I regret now having uh, 94 of the other things were going on, but I didn't go to the one in Chicago. I wish I had for the convention. That might not have been open yet. No, in I think 94. it was on the list of tours, though, Gary. I think it was. Oh, okay. I didn't know. They, I didn't think they built that yet, but. Well, it's always been interesting to see the side of radio, um, and a lot of it's not available. Like there, you would think that there'd be a ton of stuff for WOR out there, but there's not, and it's very hard to find material sometimes for these stations. And 
I'm going to have to start now. You said WOAI is going to be 100 years old at some point, and I'm going to have to start looking them up and see if I can find something from their early days. Cause that's one of the stations we never could hear in New York City. So uh, I get some I, air checks to them from the 70s when they were in top 40. Well, if you can find a way to get them to me, I'd be glad to, to take yeah, them I, off your hands. I mean, not take them off your hands, but be able to. Be able to able to use I got them, them uh, at night sometimes on at 1200 on uh, you know here oh, on the radio so uh, occasionally I'd get them in here well they my sister says you know there's a show called hoarding buried alive and I said yes I know about hoarding buried alive but she said to me no it's with you it's not hoarding buried alive it's digital hoarding buried alive <clears throat> yeah but it won't take them space in your house and that's what she's forgetting that's right that's and, you know right. What? and you know what I'm not going to be put in jail because I'm not going to be going into debt for most of this stuff. So <laughs> that's that. Good. And it it yeah, won't over. You'll have it up. Somebody else will take care uh, of you. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. So, yeah, Chris, I want to I want to get your intellectual mind here after this newscast. I think you'll find it kind of interesting. So, uh, oh, sure. Give I'm it a listen. To it. And the oh, other thing, you? other thing, Jeff, I've been looking while you've been talking. It gives me an opportunity to do some research here. And I found several nice selections for the Mutual Radio Network while we're looking back. So we're going to feature okay. some stuff next week from Mutual Radio. Good, good. All right. So, so Jeff and I, we usually come up with something. You know what's funny? Is, what's funny when we come up with the same idea for the same exact feature, right? <laughs> How many times does that happen? Yeah. Been, but I, I really do recommend that Wikipedia article on Mutual. Just type in uh, Mutual uh, Radio or Mutual Broadcasting System or whatever you want, and that'll come up, and you know, you're going to get a lot of information. It takes about half an hour, 45 minutes, a mini book. It's very interesting. Can you give us some uh, – right. where do we find the Golden Age News Network, Chris, for those who might be interested? Well, it's not on – it is not on uh, TuneIn. So if you have a Victor Stream, you just type in Golden Age, pretty much, and you, you should get it. And, yeah. uh, you know, and they're right now, they just are finishing up. It's a cycle that they run from 1933 or so through 1964 or 5. And right now they're just finishing up D-Day. So uh, you're getting the prime time for the end of World War II and then on into a lot of meet the presses and a lot of other things that are just very interesting. So Now, can you, uh, do you get that on there? Lady you a. can also find them on Utunes if you have Utunes on your phone. Yeah, Utunes. Yep. Because uh, that's where uh, the stream gets yeah, the stuff. Yeah, stream so, use yeah. that. But I would just mention that in case people might not know that. Yep. So. No, you're right. What, what about. I, I believe they have a website too. So Is it on Lady A or. No. Go- okay, not, not on. And unfortunately, because my stream, I didn't have a stream for a few days and I just took a flyer and asked Miss A about it and she didn't have it. I knew she didn't, but I did ask about it. Well,. I finally pulled out my Victor stream. I haven't had it out in two years. Of course, it had to do a lot of updating, but it's yeah. back online and just like it's brand new. Sure. And so I brought it out. I mean, it looks the same. It's just harder. Well, it's not harder to use it, but when you use an iPhone or some other device, you know, but it it's still there, and it serves a a real unique purpose. All right, it Jeff. Does. And the thing is, you can set up those favorites. So there's a lot of discussions about so and so changed their, uh, you know, the way you get them on Miss A or whatever, and that happens all the time. A lot more than you know you wish it did. But there, if you if they haven't changed their website and you've got it on channel 102 and your stream, it's still going to be there two years later when you go to. They could change it three times, but if they didn't move their website or move their uh, URL, whatever, uh, they're going to be there. 
Well, the label may be wrong. Uh, you know, yeah. have oh, yeah. Label, so some of the labels are really, they talk about music on stations that haven't played music in 20 years, but, you know, it's just the way no, it is. It's, it's what it is, and, you know, it, it's fun, but you, it, it's unique, so it serves a purpose. But don't let it ever crash. Then all those favorites can go away, way, they way. Can. Although I've been in. hearing about a product that I guess there is where it's a charging pad that you can put, Pierre was telling me, you can put your stream on it. You have to use it without a case, but you can use an old stream in the pad, you know, because the thing that goes on the streams usually is the prongs that when you plug in your uh, your adapter there, and they, they die relatively quickly. But if you have this charging pad, you could take an old stream and plug it in to the, you know, put it on the pad, and it'll charge the stream, or it's like having it plugged into the wall because the pad is plugged in, and uh, you can you, you can do that, but without the case on the stream. That's what just don't use a, just don't have a radio near near that charging pad. They cause tons of interference on the AM band. So I'll just tell you that. Oh yeah, now. yeah. So, All so right, Jeff, we're going to start. We're going to start with like. and Jeff. How did you know? I put them in this order today. This is how I thought I was going to trip you up and mess you up, and I'm, and. Do you follow what I was thinking? Yeah, so, we, we, Bill and I must have we must be telepathically linked, Bill. That's because I was going to undo uh, your agenda and really screw it over, but it <laughs> didn't happen. Okay, here we go. This is the news in detail on the hour from the WR Newsroom. The added words today from both sides of the election battle for the White House clearly pointed out that there are few, if any, issues on which the Republican and Democratic ticket members are in harmony. Vice President Agnew told the Veterans of Foreign Wars Convention in Minneapolis that Senator McGovern's call for amnesty for draft evaders would tear the country apart. And Agnew declared... Those who chose to serve, thousands died for their choice. And until this war is over and until we get the POWs back, those who chose to desert their country can live with their choice. And that is my attitude as a president. Senator McGovern was in Washington today. He said the Nixon administration is afraid to deal with the real issues of increased unemployment, doubled welfare rolls, tax reform. And the Democratic presidential candidate hinted that he was ready to eliminate his proposed $1,000 grant to every American as a welfare reform measure. McGovern told some of his labor supporters that the Democratic administration would put the number one emphasis on a job for every man and woman in the country who is able to work. McGovern campaign aide Pierre Salinger, the former press secretary to the late President Kennedy, accused the Nixon administration today of intimidating the news media. Salinger said that after President Nixon's 45-minute nomination acceptance speech at the Republican convention Wednesday night, neither of two television networks that he had watched had commentaries on the speech. Salinger said this lack of comment was an index of how successful the administration has been in quieting the press. Perhaps he should have been listening to WR Radio, where there was commentary. Salinger also charged that the president was holding fewer press conferences than any other chief executive. The fact is, in modern times, remarked Salinger, I think it's unfortunate that the president does not allow himself to be questioned by the press. China, the newest member of the United Nations Security Council tonight, vetoed UN admission of the new nation of Bangladesh. China's ambassador, Huang Hua, was the only council member to vote against admitting the recently independent nation on the Indian subcontinent. 
What's behind the communist government veto? Huang said the Soviet Union friendship and military alliance treaty with India is part of social imperialism and is playing a most insidious role in development of the situation in the South Asian subcontinent. India fully supported the Bangladesh war for independence from Pakistan. South Vietnam's military reported that its soldiers recaptured the town of Khe Son today, a strong point in the North Vietnamese-occupied Khe Son Valley. The South Vietnamese general who commanded the forces in the valley has been formally dismissed from his command is because he lost control of the area to the enemy. Heavy fighting continued today on two sides of Saigon. We'll have more news after this. WRAM Radio News Time is four minutes after 11 o'clock. The Queen's District Attorney's Office reported tonight that a woman suspect had surrendered in connection with the shooting of an off-duty city policeman. The suspect surrendered at the Queens County Courthouse. She said that she had met patrolman Ralph Harris shortly before the 3 a.m. shooting. According to newsmen at the courthouse, the woman admitted shooting Harris with his own gun in a car at 109th Avenue and 157th Street in Jamaica. Harris was last reported in poor condition with a stomach wound at Queens General Hospital. The girl in custody for the shooting is 15 years old and says she is a prostitute. Mayor Lindsay has been asked to stop construction of the low-income Forest Hills housing project until the City Board of Estimate decides on whether to alter the project. Both City Controller Abraham Beam and City Council President Sanford Garlick urged Lindsay to halt the construction. Garlick said that indications are that the project's groundwork is nearing a point of no return. And this tends to make a farce of honest efforts to negotiate a settlement. The mayor has approved a compromise that would have the project size. A federal district court in Buffalo has issued a permanent order against New York State's policy of compelling welfare mothers with dependent children to receive their checks in person at social service centers. Today's order from a three-judge court gives the state 60 days to start mailing checks to the welfare recipients. We'll have more news in a moment. This WOR program reminder, Long Island's job problem is the topic tomorrow night at 7.30 on Inside Long Island. When host Bob Brady talks with Joseph Gavin, Jr., president of the Grumman Aerospace Corporation, the builder of the fourth and final orbiting astronomical observatory launched Monday, now Long Island's biggest employer faces major cutbacks, a serious threat to Long Island's economy. Listen tomorrow night at 7.30 to Inside Long Island over WRAM 710. The abortion question. It was put to 1,500 people last June by the Gallup polling organization. And tonight, Gallup said that the survey shows that two out of every three Americans interviewed think that the question of whether to have an abortion should be decided solely between a woman and her physician. The Gallup poll also said that 73% of those interviewed agreed that professional birth control information, services, and counseling should be made available to unmarried teenagers. And according to Gallup, 56% of the Roman Catholics questioned also favored the abortion statement and 68% backed teenage birth control. Today, the Nassau County Medical Center said that it would await directions from the county attorney before obeying a federal court order on Medicaid abortion. The court had ruled that Medicaid can be used for abortions despite a ban on that service by New York State Social Service Commissioner. The attorney who successfully argued the challenge to the ban, Jerome Seidel, said that he will move to cite Nassau County and its hospital officials for contempt of the court order if they do not comply with it or appeal it by Monday. 
The state ban on Medicaid abortions was in effect for 16 months before that court ruling. Even then, at least 27,000 abortions were paid for by the state's Medicaid program. This report, according to a spokesman for the state social services department, the abortions were performed because the department accepted judgments from physicians that the pregnancy terminations did qualify under the Medicaid program. New Jersey's Racing Commission announced today that it's begun an investigation into charges that Riva Ridge was drugged before the August 5th running of the Monmouth Invitational. Riva Ridge was the favorite in the race. He finished fourth. Commission chairman said that effective immediately, every favorite beaten in a race will be subject to a test as well as the winner. You can't vote if you haven't registered. You can't serve on a jury either. Any citizen who will be 18 by November 8th and has lived in New York State for at least 30 days can register to vote. But street registration ends on September 2nd, so call First Vote at 593-8296 and call now. WRAM Radio News Time, 10 minutes after 11 o'clock. And this is Sam DeLuca. And we'll be bringing you New York Jets football live every game on WORAM Radio. The Jets play the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow at 8.35. Jet action tomorrow at 8.35 on WORAM Radio. One news in a bold new plan to provide employment for rehabilitated mental patients. Howard Samuels announced that the new off-track betting office to be open in Queens in October will be staffed by former patients from Creedmoor State Hospital. Samuels explained that the purpose of the plan is to provide jobs for former patients and outpatients when other employers will not hire them. W.R.'s John Scott asked Samuels whether customers at the new betting office will know that they are being served by Creedmoor graduates. Not in reality. Those kind of things tend to go through a neighborhood, uh, but we've had no problem with the offices that we've had that are run by addicts who are under care, uh, because in reality, these people are rehabilitated, and what they need is an opportunity. And if society doesn't provide them with an opportunity, their chance of relapse is obviously much greater. They need the dignity of useful work. And what we're proving is that with the support of creative agencies who will provide the counseling, and we wouldn't do this if it was any extra cost to the taxpayers, but we're getting counseling help from Creedmoor as we are getting in our attic offices uh, counseling help from their Institute of Justice. Uh, we think that these are the kind of things that we can do and prove that, uh, uh, that profits and social change can go on at the same time. The draw is no road to success for world chess champion Boris Spassky. Today, another tie, the result of the latest game between Spassky and challenger Bobby Fischer. And just like the previous game, Spassky made the same move three times, and that enabled Fischer to call for the draw. Fischer now has ten and a half points to Spassky's seven and a half in the competition. If Fischer gets twelve and a half before Spassky reaches twelve points, Fischer is the new world's title holder. Sports. Yonkers Raceway, Daily Double, number six, off-track betting letter F. Jefferson Gal, number one, OTB letter A, Pat Tarr. Feature number three, OTB letter C, Keystone Pat. Baseball in the American League, Yankees split a doubleheader. They beat Kansas City 4-1. to one. Then Kansas City took the nightcap 5-1. to one. Boston 4, Texas nothing. Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit, Minnesota rained out. In the National League, Atlanta beat the Mets 2-1. to one. San Francisco bombed Chicago 11-2. Pittsburgh 3, Los Angeles 2 in 12 innings. Second game, Los Angeles 3, Pittsburgh 2 in the 7th. Another doubleheader, St. Louis beat San Diego 7-4 in the opener. And it's St. Louis 6-1 over San Diego. 
Chicago in the second inning of the second game. Cincinnati 6, Philadelphia 1, Montreal and Houston 3-3 three three in the eighth inning. Stocks closed mixed today in light trading. New York exchange volume 13,840,000 shares. Losers outnumbering gainers 825 to 566. 358 unchanged. Dow Jones Industrials closed up 0.98. Transportation down 0.20. Utilities down 0.45. Price of an average big board common share dropped 15 cents. American exchange sales, 3,150,000 shares. Losers ahead of the gainers, 509 to 352, 304 unchanged. Amex index down 0.03. The WR Weather Watch update for this hour, warm, hazy, quite humid tonight. Lows in the low 70s. Partly sunny, hot, and humid tomorrow. Highs around 90. Warm, hazy, and humid again tomorrow night. And the lows again in the low 70s. Partly cloudy, very warm and humid on Sunday. With showers and thunder showers likely. The highs near 90. Current temperature, 78 degrees. Humidity, 72%. Wind southwest, 9 miles an hour. The barometer, 30 inches and steady. And the THI, 75. The top of the news at this hour... Vice President Agnew says McGovern's call for draft dodger amnesty would tear this nation apart. McGovern says that if he's elected, he would put number one emphasis on a job for everyone able to work. China rejects United Nations admission of Bangladesh with a Security Council veto. Fifteen-year-old girl who says she is a prostitute surrenders in connection with early morning shooting of off-duty New York City patrolman. City Council President and Controller asked Mayor Lindsay to halt the Forest Hills housing project until the Board of Estimate decides on further plans. That's the latest from the WOR Newsroom. Lester Smith reporting. Editor for the 11 o'clock news, Charles Finley. Great stuff, Jeff. I don't know why we're not. Um, Bill, I'm sorry. Did, I, did you want to say something? I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you, you're fine, Jeff. You didn't. Better. I was having trouble with the buttons, so. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. One um, of the things I noticed well, was the writing. It, Let's look at the writing in that yeah. newscast. It's so different than it first, is today. Yes, yes. It was, uh, it was grammatical. It was, you didn't have all kinds of reports. I don't think there was any report from anywhere because it was his job and the news editor, Charles Finley there, not the owner of the Oakland A's, to get in there and put the newscast together and decide what the top stories were. And, I mean, they each had their own hours. You know, Lester did he used to do shows, uh, you know, any time of the night. You know, maybe or they may have a two- or three-hour shift. But Lester, that meant that he was following Gene Shepard that night, and before uh, he didn't know promo for it, but Barry Farber would have been coming on next. And the, but the interesting format about them, or there's a few things I wanted to talk about them, because they're a very interesting station. Lester Smith also, for a couple of years, on Saturday nights, did New York Knicks basketball from Madison Square Garden. They were always home on Saturday nights, and he did call him Les, Les Smith when he did that. And actually, I want to look him up on Wikipedia, because I think he actually started, uh, he's probably working for NAC up here first, but before my time. But he did that, and that would lead into the Gene Shepard show on Saturday nights from the Limelighter. Yeah, in what Greenwich a good Village. show that was. That was an that awesome was. show. He had, had a live audience there. But the other thing that people should know about, that we and you were already talking about rambling with gambling, but from 9 in the morning, I think pretty much through till 11 at night, the shows, the newscasts were 15 minutes, and the shows were 45, and a different host every hour. And people would do them from their homes and everything. Arlene Francis had a show. 
like you said, uh, Dick Comer and, and um, Dorothy Kilgallen. Dick Comer was the guy who played Boston Blackie. Um, uh, there were different couples that had shows and different individuals that had shows. I can't remember them all. Uh, about was, Albert, Albert and Dora McCann, uh, the Fitzgeralds, yep. Ed and Peggy Fitzgerald. Yep. Uh, yep. Martha Dean um, mm-hmm. and, 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 and Faye Henley and the, even Margaret Truman worked at WOR uh, yeah. at, so, at, with, their, what, with their husband Cliff Daniels, I believe it was. And they were not, this was not issues talk. What they were doing was they were doing light talk. So they'd come on and they would talk about, you know, any celebrity news or people they knew because they were all plugged into the New York City scene. So they'd be able to talk about, oh, I... I was walking down the street uh, the other day, and I, I saw Leonard Bernstein. He said hello, and I said hello to him. And, and his uh, newest, uh, you know, he's really doing well at the Philharmonic, but he's got a lot of other things in the fire. And they just talk about people they knew, or they'd have one of them on sometimes, you know. And, and just they were all plugged into all this. this, well, and, this. And well, some of those talk show hosts had guests, like, for example, the, uh, uh, the, Jack O'Brien did a talk show at WOR for a while, and he, had, he, he would have guests on occasionally. Mm-hmm. And then... I, I used to like, but they didn't. They didn't last forever. But uh, of course, Mary Healy and Peter Lynn Hayes. Yeah. Now Peter yeah. Lynn Hayes was a band leader, and Mary Healy was his wife, and they did a talk show at WORAM. And yeah. of course, and of course, those news that Lester Smith you were talking about, and we'll get to you in just a second, Dave. Those newscasts at WOR. Lester Smith not only was a news reporter at WOR, but they didn't have a, a lot of field reporters. They did have a few. He did field reporting as well, so he did a lot mm-hmm. of. And and of course. It was just it was just a state I, I I couldn't stand the station when I was a kid. I mean, I would be truthful with you. I but, liked but, it. See, I'd go by and see what they were doing, and it was just interesting because I was always been a news. Uh, no, fan, no, news I got in trouble. All that. If if my mom and dad were listening to it in the car, and I touched that, ra- don't touch that. That radio stays on W. But mom, please, I'm listening to that radio oh. station, so I, yeah. I knew that I was in trouble if I touched the they radio. They had the Metropolitan thing. Opera on Saturday afternoons. That was one another thing they did. They had did Army football for quite a number of years. Uh, they had did, did just a lot of, you know, it, it certainly had to have decent ratings because, I mean, okay, INS came along, ABC was the number one for the kids, INS got got going on the news, took them a year or two, they got going, CBS got in there and did very well, but WOR sure had a loyal, and WNBC with what they started to do with their talk shows, they all had big audiences so they could stay with those formats. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Dave, can you unmute yourself, please? There you go, star six on that touchstone phone, Dave. Go ahead if you can, please. He's coming. I know he's coming. I was. It, go ahead, Dave. I think we got you. No. No, he's still muted. No. Well, okay. I will say it was a good station at the time. I mean, I regret yeah. that I that I had such negative feelings about them when I was a kid. But well, I didn't want to. But hear you did that like stuff. Gene Shepard, so when he come on, you do. Yeah, you tune into but, that, and but, I did too. But you know, my father told me back in the okay. day. That Gene, okay, that Gene Am Shepard I finally did it unmuted? You, 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 you are. Oh, you go are. ahead, Dave. Go uh, ahead. W-O-R. I always thought it was an old people station to my grandparents who were <laughs> maybe were born in the 1800s. They listened to it all the time. And uh, I remember going home from Lavelle. This is in the uh, mid, early to mid-60s. I remember uh, uh, we had an old, old lady professor. Her name is Mrs. Donovan. If you listen to the damn thing and and you'd hear there Faye Henley was the name as I remember it. That's right. I remember uh-huh. that. Yeah. And uh, but uh, interestingly um, there was uh, I have heard WR Mutual and some of the old shadow uh broadcasts yep. and yep. 
Yeah, there was something else I was going to mention. Now I've completely forgotten what it was, so I guess I won't worry. Okay. okay. Well, let me ask you a question. <laughs> what was when, when, well, I'll ask like, you too because I know that I, I I misspoke because I said they had these forty-five minute shows, but around four o'clock they did have an afternoon drive. Yes, show. it was called Radio New York, but that was hosted by John. Was hosted by either John Scott or John Wingate. So either one of those two hosted okay. the show. Okay, I remember oh, those yeah, guys. I remember, yeah. I remember John Wingate, and, and I uh, also yep. and I also of course remember. Uh, Rambling and gambling a lot. Uh, the, well, yep. I left. I left before the before the second guy came on. But uh, yeah, those are the good old days. Now, what I'm wondering though, now I of course we we Jeff and I both know that, and we all know that WMGM changed to WHN in 1962. Right. They at that time called it the new WHN, even though it was the old WHN because the old <laughs> WHN came on before. WMGM. My question is: Was the W old A A W A was the old W H N also uh, mutual or not? Now, I don't. No. I don't think. I don't think no. it was. It, it, but it, they it were. Was. They were the big sports station. So they had the in the forties and fifties. They had Marty Glickman over there. They had the Dodgers. They had the, uh, the, the Knicks and the Rangers, <laughs> and I, I think they had the Giants. You know, the football, and they had all the sports, and I guess probably middle of the road programming and all that. And then when they went rock. But no, uh, they became uh, mutual after WOR got out in about sixty-one or two, whenever that right. was. And, and the old WHN, the old WMGM. Um, I mean, I should say in nineteen forty-nine, it was so it changed back. It changed to WMGM because they were sold to the Lowe's Theaters, right. um, and then for and and they kept them until well, they got rocked. They got uh, rocked by the Paola scandals back in the year nineteen sixty. Right. They so sold the station in nineteen sixty-two. To, to, the, to the store the star. broadcasting yeah. company, yeah. and that's when they had Bob and Ray in the morning. Yeah. And G- and but Don no, Amici's. WOR was st- solidly yeah. in mutual all that time that well, they were there, because they did the sport. They were the big sports station in town. What, in I, what I remember, that, and I couldn't believe it, because I was a little kid at the time, Ted Brown, you know, started ended one week as a as a, a rock DJ and started the next week as a uh, MOR, and I could not figure out how Well, the worked. thing about yeah. Ted Brown, Dave, is that he was on WMGM, he had yeah. started at that radio station in 1950. Oh yeah, and, and and when he was on, even when they were rock, his, his he had his wife he had his wife on the show with him at one time, and she was called the redhead, and it huh. was Ted Brown and the redhead, uh, and then he left, of course, and he went to WOR. I'm mean, not WOR, WNEW. Yeah, and he also did Giants football on the Giants network for a while. They were not picking up the Marty Glickman broadcast from WNEW, so he did the Giants on the network for the Giants. You know, so he'd go, you know, they'd go to Washington, they'd go to, so I'm sure he would come back on WNEW and talk about, oh, I was down there watching them play Washington the, uh, last yesterday. But he did the game, and he did a good job. He was a good football announcer. Yeah. I never hey, knew that he did sports. Take care, you guys. Thanks. Thank you, Thanks. Dave. Thank you. Yeah, Dave. Now, what I'm wondering, okay, since I'm, you know, I'm younger, of course, now that newscast was from the year I was born, 72, right. obviously, but, all right, and I've never got to hear, I never got to hear WR because everywhere I lived, we had other 710s, Keel, WHB, KGNC. And, but I remember when we first got cable, of course, we got WRTV, and they had all kinds of WR radio commercials back then. Mm-hmm. And were they were they the Mets, home of the Mets from the beginning? Or were they, no, yes, no. they were. The Mets? No, not the, no, not the radio, TV but the or radio? No, the TV, TV was the yes. home of the Mets. Radio, the TV radio, was the home of the radio. Mets. No, no. no, no, no. Never, they've never had the Mets. Until oh, about five years ago, thought, no, the oh, Mets oh, started oh, yeah. on WABC, and they were there mm-hmm. for uh, two years, and then uh, that's when Howard Cosell did the post game show and stuff with Ralph Branca. Then they went to uh, WHN, 
for about three or four years. Then they went to 970 for a while, and they bounced around the Dow. They were on NEW a bit in the 70s. But no, WOR, until they went, uh, you know, with iHeart with it about five years ago, they had them for about three years, you know, and now they're on. You know, WOR, let's not talk all at once here, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gary. Yeah, I remember hearing uh, Mets broadcast on shortwave where they were feeding the WJRZ feed. I don't know who was doing it, but it was great when the game went in because I got to listen to a little bit of JRZ, which and that was country, of course. But it was yeah, so cool to hear funny, in New York. Yeah. Well, but the WJRZ was country, <laughs> and when they did the yeah. Mets, the Mets announcers were Ralph Kiner, Bob Murphy, and Lindsey Nelson. Karen right. out, out there in the beautiful Tennessee, uh, un- uh, please unmute yourself, please. And Hello. Go ahead, hey. Karen. Yes, uh, Lindsey Nelson came from here. He originally yes, he started in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. I didn't know uh, that, but... One thing I, I wanted to mention was that WSB in Atlanta will celebrate 100 years March 15th. Oh, well, that's coming right up. We'll need to grab it some, WS, some old and, and I know that WBT is going to celebrate 100 years if they haven't done it already. And But, but uh, Karen, the biggest problem that I'm finding, and Bill Bill and I both do the, the research on, it's tough to find old stuff from them, but we will do the best we can as well. So uh, yeah, that would be neat. But they that's the thing, probably... you know, these, these stations aren't spending enough time on it themselves, and they don't have the, as, as Jeff said, they don't have the archives. They've gotten them to museums if they're not destroyed. So uh, it, it's kind of a nice little project for us to do when we know they're coming up and we can grab something. You know, it's good to do, you know, because people want to hear this stuff. Yes. All right. Did you uh, want to say? Ha- did- Go ahead. Go ahead, Karen. W- WSB has quite a bit of archives of their programming mm-hmm. uh, from the past. Oh, good. I hope we can get hundred years. And I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do a uh, trip. You know, an anniversary show. Good. Good. Well, thank you, Karen. Thank you very much, Karen. Well, as I said, it's going to be interesting. I know WBT. I know Lionel's out there in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I know WBT celebrates 100 years. And we did something from them a few years ago, and I think well, maybe that was really a well-done piece, and we might do that again. So, all right, Bill, over to you. All right, next up, George L. Davis. Is this from 1976, Jeff? I believe it's 76, and it was April 15th, uh, or March 15th. I don't have it right in front of me, but it was from 1976. We're all New York all the time. Here we go. (laughs) This week, we're traveling to my hometown, Albany, New York, and we're going to listen to a radio station that turned 100 years old on February 20th, 2022. The station was originally owned and operated by General Electric in Schenectady, New York, and we're going to hear an air check of what they sounded like back in 1976. WGY at that time was a full-service radio station with news, talk, and music. The radio announcer we're going to hear is George L. Davis. He does mornings at the radio station, and the date of this air check was April 15th, 1976. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy radio station WGY AM on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. you'll have a chance to qualify to win a thousand dollar sofa and chair set beginning monday on your radio station keep listening for details 718 radio 81 with neil diamond
I say about today's weather except fantastic. Mostly sunny, mid to upper 70s today, 47, 21 after 7. Though it hurts to go away, it's impossible to stay. She's a little cutie pie. Brotherhood of Man, 24 minutes after 7, 724 WGY. George L. Davis with you here on a well, Thursday morning. You know what day it is? Yeah, well, Dick Beach does, too. And so does the Internal Revenue Service. Dick has the income tax story. We should pay my taxes when I have it. As well as all the morning's top news on the 730 Radio 81 News. Honey, did you see where Firestone's got double-belted deluxe champion tires? Buy two rolls and save. For instance, Photomat 126 12 exposure color print film is just 79 cents each when you buy two at the Photomat store. 726, 26 after 7 on Radio 81, cloudy 46 WGY degrees. A reminder, the Schenectady Boys Club is currently in need of volunteers with boys and girls in educational and social activities. For more information, the number over there to call, 372 Six degrees and cloudy at 7.30. This is Dick Beach with WGY News up to the minute. Next news this morning at 8. You are the reason we do what we do. We do it for you on Think about it. We're all immigrants here on Spaceship Earth. WGY time, 16 minutes before 8. It's 16 till Davis at Dawn and your radio station. The Spirit of America presents Obadiah Colbert. continuing chronicle of Obadiah Culbert is brought to you in the spirit of America by the Curtis Lumber Company, a force in the community since 1822. It is a magnificent morning around the great northeast Boston, reporting mostly sunny and 53 degrees. Big Apple, partly sunny, 57. Buffalo, cloudy, 60. And our big French-Canadian neighbor, Montreal, partly sunny, it's sunny, 46 here. Sometimes late when things are real and people share the gift of between themselves
750, 10 minutes before 8 on WGY. 46, partly sunny WGY degrees with George Hill Davis. You're probably passing a lot of joggers on your way to work this morning. There's quite a few out trying to shape up for spring. And the reason some people, you know, are overweight is because of the old Noah problem. Yeah, the old Noah problem. Every time they sit down to eat, they take two of everything. started but when you're ready we're ready apply now for full-time enrollment in september say there is a slight chance of uh, some morning showers, but then mostly sunny this afternoon. Breezy and warm, mid to upper 70s on the way. 46, partly sunny, radio 81 degrees with Paul Anka. to see the New York Yankees in first place, huh? They had the day off yesterday, an opportunity to relax and enjoy that position, although I know it's you know, a little early in the season. Sweet success is still nice, nevertheless. The Cleveland Indians beat the Boston Red Sox in play yesterday, and the Mets lost one to the Chicago Cubs by a 6-5 to five score. WGY time is now four minutes before 8 o'clock. This is Alfred Hitchcock speaking to you from beyond the grave. A strange influence. Listen as Kurt Peterson stars in A Living Corpse. Tonight, on the CBS Radio Mystery Theater at 7.07 p.m., over 81 WGY. The Schenectady Light Opera Company will present George M. For taking information, call 393-5732. Gladys Knight and the Pips. Need somebody who's consistent with Melanie Taylor today. Be sure and tell her to have a good day. WGY Schenectady.
believe in him. Jefferson Starship at a quarter after eight. 8.15, Davis and Dawn on WGY, the only radio station you'll ever need. Most cloudy and 51 degrees, a fact or fiction game coming up very shortly here at Radio 81. I didn't know this. According to a recent test, women have about 8% better memories than men. Hmm. You guys try to remember that this morning. Mullen Mayflower Community Gardens will provide the land right near where you live or work. Plus plowing, gardening classes, even harvesting advice. You provide the seeds you need, plus a little healthy exercise. Find out more. Call 274-8685. Community Gardens, the grow-it-yourself vegetable gardens. Cloudy at 51 degrees, 817 with Linda Ronstadt. singing to me. Well, what do you know about it? It's 21 after 8, 821 for WGY, and if you're seeking employment, we'll be sure and visit the Job Information Center at Harmanis Bleeker Library and Troy, I say Troy Public Library, open Monday through Friday from 9 until 9. Mostly cloudy and 51 degrees. Chance of a brief shower maybe this morning. Mostly sunny though this afternoon with the mid to upper 70s on the way. Two-fifths of the fifth dimension. Davis Jr. on their own now that they have split from the main group. And that's their latest 24 minutes after 8, 824 WGY with George L. Davis and a fact or fiction game coming up. Have you ever had a fish stick and wondered what's in it? Be caller 10 at 385-1380 and you'll win a certificate worth $50 toward the purchase of any item at Sofas and Chairs. And you'll qualify for a special drawing May 3rd to win a $1,000 sofa and chair set. Your chance to win begins April 19th when you hear the sound of the WGY alarm clock. Only one qualifier per family. It may wake me up every now and then. It's 26 minutes after 8, 826 WGY. Davis here on a well, 15th of April, Thursday morning with a fact or fiction game right now. For Discomania 2 album from Jukebox International and a package of Easy Out Cake Pan Liners from the Easy Out Company. Are you ready? Well, ready or not, here we are. Question. The Republican Party's nickname, GOP, stands for Grand Old Party. 
Is that fact or is that fiction? I'm going to take call number four on our 385-1380 line. 385-1380, call number four. The Republican Party's nickname, GOP, stands for Grand Old Party. You tell me, is that fact or is that fiction? This uh, game of fact or fiction, a lady from Schenectady told me it was fiction that the Republican Party's nickname, GOP, stands for Grand Old Party. But that is fact. No, that is a fact. And uh, so we don't have a winner, but uh, we do have a lot of fun playing the game. We'll have, well, the game again this afternoon with Tom McCarthy at WGY, your radio station. The Three Degrees and Charlie Rich coming up on the other side of the news, which is next here at Radio 81. <laughs> Mostly sunny and 51 degrees at 8.30. Good morning. This is Jack Arnicky with WGY News up to the minute. Well, there you go. Pleasant memories of radio station WGYAM and their morning announcer, George L. Davis, from April 15th, 1976. And this radio station typifies what the typical full-service radio station sounded like back then. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595, ending option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Great one. That's, I don't know uh, if anybody's yeah. ever known to wake up during his show, but uh, no, I mean, <sighs> he, he was a very friendly, you know, nice guy kind of, kind well, of announcer. It, it typified what they sounded like back then, Chris. I mean, I remember yeah. listening to them, because uh, you could hear them in, even in Syracuse. Now, I got to Albany in 1980, so I never got to hear him. He had left just, just by the time I got to Albany. He had left, and they got a new morning personality by the name of John Leslie, and he only lasted there about a year. And then they mm-hmm. had this other guy named Don Weeks, who continued working there for 30 years. So it was a, a radio station that you know I didn't know much about either. But uh, but the calls WGY stands for Wireless for W, G for General Electric, and Y for the last letter in the name Schenectady for the city that the station was licensed to. Walter Swank Jr. or Senior or whatever. Unmute yourself, my friend. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was very good. It was very reminiscent of uh, of uh, KFAB in Omaha. Uh, sounded kind of like them. A little That's bit. what I was thinking. Now, do you, Perry, yes. Perry, you're from Des Moines. Do you remember a Don, a Tom, uh, uh, McCarthy? Uh, what was his name? Tom McCarthy. He worked in Des Moines at WHO doing news at one point. Do you remember him at all, Perry? I, I do not. I was originally from uh, the eastern side of the state, so okay. no, I do not recognize that name. Although we did get WHO over on that side. Of the we state, did, yeah. But yeah, um, but yeah um, and I liked hearing the NBC, <laughs> the NBC news, the yeah, old the NBC old, news they- tone. That was, sounder, the sounder of the seventies. Of course, we had the doom, 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 doom thing that we we're all used to. That were older, but uh, that was the way it sounded in the seventies. You're right. I, I like yeah. the sixties sounder where they had the sound of the old wire photo machine, but that, that's and a the, long time ago. And the only and the only way I only knew of, of WGY is because I believe they were an AT40 affiliate. Yeah, I could imagine they would be. I, mean, the, uh, the yeah, I, I actually heard. 
I heard an old American Top 40 countdown a few weeks ago, and they mentioned that. I forget what year it was. and they, It was 77 or 78, and they said, WGY, Schenectady, New no, York. Why not? Yeah, That's right. Uh, because they, 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 they did that when they were changing. They had, they had a lot of problems because they had to keep up with the times. The FM was, of course, the TM Rock format. Does anyone remember when they had this? And that was so-and-so. And that, yep, before I that, sure remember that. And yeah. the announcer for that was, I uh, believe, was uh, John, John Borders. Borders. It was John, John Borders. Borders. So uh, I figured you might remember that, Gary. But WGY was a very classy operation at the time. And, of course, uh, that George L. Davis, we talked about it off the air, but he worked in Indianapolis, Indiana. And uh, we've got an air check of him. I believe that goes back to 1969. Not only did he do that. If anyone remembers the old days, dialing for dollars is trying to call me, but I'm never home. Um, he he was the host of Dialing for Dollars, which was a franchise show produced by yeah. the guy who did this. Romper Room was the guy that came up with that idea, Burke Claster. So um, mm-hmm. he did the whole. He, he hosted Dialing for Dollars back in the day. So so again, That's that was just uh, for the musical note of it. That for the musical note, both, most of those songs, other than maybe about three out of the 15 of them, the Gladys Knight and the uh, Marilyn McCood, Billy Davis Jr., they were on the charts. Probably another one was. But mostly they were all from 71 to 75, big into 75. Uh, you know, I'm sorry, was from the fall before. So they weren't really playing. BZ tended to play uh, the more of the things that were, they played some of those kind of oldies, but they would tend to play the mellower stuff on the chart more than WGY was. And when they had now, Rhinestone Cowboy was seventy five, and I think you're no yeah. good. Linda Rhinestone that that yeah. was seventy six. No, that was seventy five. No, well, well, 75. I would call them a very, oh, yeah. I would call them a soft adult contemporary station. They 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 played a lot of Carpenters as well, mm-hmm. and because they, yeah. they were when I say they were full service, not only did they play the music during the day, they had a, a talk show de- dedicated to women. At the time, was, the original host was Martha Brooks, later Sandy Greer, and later Ellie Pankin. They did a talk show in the evenings, and Chris, you might remember this, called Contact. And that was hosted, uh, well, when I got to hear it, the first time I ever heard Contact was with, in the 60s with a guy named Jerry Ducey, later Steve mm-hmm. Fitz, later Wild Bill Miller. And it continued with Bob Cuddles. Well, he used to call himself Cuddles. So it was Bob Cudmore who hosted that show. And, of course, at the overnight hours, as we were talking about before the radio show came on the air, they had beautiful music tapes and they ran right. these automated beautiful music tapes. And the morning guy, how many morning people do you know that do this? So they had a contract with the union where the guy who did mornings originally up until Don Weeks came worked Sunday through Friday. He was off. He was off on Saturday and worked Sunday through Friday, not Monday through Saturday, but Sunday through Friday, which you don't wow, see, right? which you didn't see very that, often. Is that? Would that maybe be, and I don't know, I'm just asking, it may not, but would that be because I know in the state of New York you have a higher Jewish population and the Sabbath is on Saturday, would that maybe be I don't it? know because it was, that was a tradition they had for years and years and years. And, and they, were, they were a union station, Sean. And uh, they, yeah. they, when, when GE sold the station, they were bought out by a number of few different companies. And gradually they got rid of the union and everyone was gone. And... Today, they're a shell of what they used to be. When I, when I was there in Albany, when I first moved to Albany in 1980, they were all live and local. There was no such thing as the satellite-delivered talk show. Yes, they had network programming on the weekends, because as Chris will tell you, they had monitor up until its end in 1974. Uh, uh, and yeah. so they had monitor. Ed. Go ahead. Yep, they did. Yeah, Let me guess, they're did. probably owned by iHeart now, aren't they? They were owned by, they uh, but before that, they were owned by Chancellor Media, and before that, they were owned by an, an individual by the name of Dennis Israel. Then that all happened. 
But GE was a very good company. That's where GE started. It's connected in New York. And that was a very good company. And, of course, they have a TV station. And do you know what the calls WRGB stand for? Anyone you got, any of you guys know? No. Nope. The primary colors. Red, green, and blue. blue. Red, green, and blue. And even when, wow. even when GE bought NBC, you know, they put a lot of money into, NBC, into the NBC networks and everything. And NBC... Now, maybe not with WNBC Radio, obviously, got rid of it, but yeah. you know, they did the same thing. They kind of did such a network, well, big network. Oh, I'm going to say it was a very interesting station, um, and there are a lot of people who will tell me that lived in the area that when they, they when they were bought up by the other owners that, that they ruined the station. But then again, times changed, and that style of radio yeah. was disappearing very quickly. So that's why the, you know it was the way it was. It was a good station. I think that if my parents were living here, yeah. they'd be probably listening to WGY. And uh, I, I'm sure if my grandparents lived in the area, they would do the same thing. Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you, my friend. All right. I guess that means it's time to wrap it up. And I got to have my 20th cup of coffee, you know. Yeah. No, you've got some habits That's we need to clear up. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right, Bill. You're so right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, thanks all to all the panel. Thank you to the listeners. Um you're listening to the podcast and we really appreciate that and who knows what bernie will come up with next week maybe he'll have and if you're listening live and you stay tuned for tim he's doing 1956 tonight so going yeah. back 85 last week 56 this week so there you go yeah he's going to quite an extreme so yes he he's that's good good stuff everybody's covered everybody uh 50s 60s 70s and 80s and you know that little show that we put on on Thursdays is really picking up, I mean, getting some listeners, so. Yeah, I've, I've been listening to it. I like yeah. it. Yeah, so. I listened last week. There you go. All, All right. right, well, thanks, everyone, and we'll do, do WMRQ that uh, Jeff wants to feature, and I'm just going to watch the meters here, Jeff. Have a <laughs> great week, everybody, and right. have a good one, and Thanks. This week in my featured station segment, we're traveling to Waterbury, Connecticut, and we're going to hear how lunchtime sounds at radio station WMRQFM. The station is owned and operated by Red Wolf Broadcasting, and they program an alternative rock format, but during the lunchtime hours, they flash back to the 90s. So without further ado, what it's a fact and enjoy radio station WMRQFM from Waterbury, Connecticut, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Broadcasting live from the Radio 104.1 Theraplant of Watertown Studios, the state's largest medical marijuana supplier. Contact your local dispensary or online at theraplant.com. Locally owned, locally grown. Full power radio. WMRQ and, and, and WMRQ. HD1, Waterbury, Hartford, New Haven, Springfield. Good music, I like. Good music. Keeps me going while I work. I love it. Love me, love me, for God's sake. It's Radio 104.1 and the 12 o'clock Rewind with Maze. A whole hour of back in the day. It's 1997 right now with White Town. The 12 o'clock Rewind is on Radio 104.1. 1995. The world is a vampire. 
last time that I saw the pumpkins was at the New Haven Coliseum. <laughs> so it's been a minute since I've seen the pumpkins. I remember I was like second or third row, and I, this is how long ago it was. I had a disposable camera, and I was standing up and on my seat like every other person was, except for the mother that was right behind me who kept tapping me on the back going, Sit down! We can't see! Boy. Don't, 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 don't go to concerts and be that person. It's Radio 104.1. We've come a long, long Radio 104.1 is so local. We know that the best mall in the state is in West Hartford. So local, <laughs> it's ridiculous. takes you back to the bomb Booyah and Beepers, the greatest decade for music of all time, the 1990s. It's the 12 o'clock rewind. The music you love from the station you love even more. Radio 104.1. Powered by Barrett Smokehouse in Windsor, Hartford, South Windsor, and New Haven. Spreading the love for all things barbecue. Visit simplysafe.com. At first I was afraid, I was petrified. that uh, the Hamden Plaza, which come on, man. I mean, everybody's been going through the Hamden Plaza forever. And now they're stepping up security and putting in more security cameras and stuff like that because well, there's been a lot of crime and, and people are like, you know, trying to steal stuff from you when you walk into your car or uh, coming out of Marshalls or if you're coming out of Planet Fitness that people have been harassed. And st- you know, all I want to do is go in there. I want to buy like a shirt at Marshalls. I want to go to Ashley's and get some ice cream and, and walk by Planet Fitness and hang my head in shape. <laughs> Without being harassed, right? It's Radio Order 441. Found Connecticut's alternative station. Radio. Connecticut's alternative rock station. 104.1. Foo 
Foo Fighters. Wrap it up to 12 o'clock rewind. It's Radio 104.1 in Maze. We'll still play some 90s. I've got the Crash Test Dummies coming up with... Uh, also going to play some Green Day. I'm looking ahead here. What else I got coming up? Oh, Vance Joy. We'll play some DMB. Text me something if you want. 860-657-1041. Cool. 12 o'clock rewind powered by the amazing people at Bear Smokehouse in Windsor, Hartford, South Windsor, New Haven. Spreading the love for all things barbecue. <laughs> BearsBBQ.com, where life is good. This is, this is Radio 104.1, WMRQ, HD1, Waterbury, Hartford, New Haven, Springfield. Radio 104.1 is so local. We know where to get the best hamburger on the planet in New Haven. So local, <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's Maze on Radio 104.1. I loved the Crash Test Dummies out of Winnipeg. Um, and, and they kind of fell apart. You know, they didn't last very long. But they did try... A couple of years ago, right? They tried to get together for a 25th anniversary, and um, you know, they did a couple of performances of this song, and then they kind of just quietly went back to Canada. It's Radio 104.1. Once there was this Radio 104.1. Well, I'm listening right now, aren't I? WMRQ. Monica, what happened? You, uh, you 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 had to block a friend from texting you. <laughs> yes, I did. What what what, what do you do? Um, it was an old friend of mine, and it was just out of hand, and it was just the texting content uh, was inappropriate. Sexting stuff. Was he trying to get all? Not sexting, but sending certain images. Sending images. <laughs> oh, like it? Um, it was a guy. It was a guy. So did he send you? He's sending you pictures of it. No. Other other, he sends you pictures of other people's it's <laughs> I think that's probably what happens a lot. Of, I've never sent a pic like that to anybody ever in my life. But I think that's what happens. I think when guys are like, hey, we'll send you a picture of my junk. They're sending you a picture of somebody else's much bigger junk. <laughs> it's Radio 104.1. I wrote Twenty twenty one and Radio one oh four point one. Radio one oh four point one WMRQ. Any music that gives you goosebumps. takes you back to the bomb Booyah and Beepers, the greatest decade for music of all time, the 1990s. It's the 12 o'clock rewind. Go. 
the music you love from the station you love even more. Radio 104.1. Powered by Bear Smokehouse in Windsor, Hartford, South Windsor, and New Haven. Spreading the love for all things barbecue. There's pickup, delivery, and catering, too. Bear'sBarbecue.com, where life is good. Well, there you go. I'll turn to the Brock at radio station WMRQFM from Waterbury, Connecticut. And the radio announcer's name is Maze. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a radio station that you'd like me to feature, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.